It is Locked On Jazz for the 3rd of October. Jazz fall in Dallas. Missed chances early. The dominance of Luka. The zone defense causes an offensive slump and a few zeros out there off the bench. It's all what caused the Jazz to fall to 6-3 and three on the season. We'll be talking about it coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free. We are available on all podcasting apps as well as on YouTube. And we are live. If uh, <clears throat> We are live uh, on YouTube some days of the week and postcast after every game. Hope you're great. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm in my palatial estate of a hotel room here in L.A. It's, uh, I always rule that my rule my rules on a hotel room are whether or not I have enough room to put a yoga mat down. I could put three yoga mats down in this. This this room is like we're here for four days. The weather's beautiful in L.A. Uh, so this is kind of great. Um, and I have an awesome dinner reservation tonight. And my wife's coming to town. It's all good. <clears throat> so I'm happy despite a 103-101 uh, loss last night. Or 100 loss to the Jazz. Interesting to me. Uh, and maybe I'm totally wrong on this. But when I went through. My, so I, what I'll do is after a game, I'll write down my notes for the show and my thoughts. I used to do Empty the Nog, and I probably should get back to doing it. Um, and the. I went all my notes. I didn't have the final play in any of my notes. Like, a little bit of my thought is if you're down three with three seconds left and you're inbounding the ball, you've actually already lost. Like, um, that that I really is kind of my feeling. Like, you know, if you somehow do what the Lakers did last night and hit that shot, and we see it, it feels like it happens all the time. But I think your win probability at that moment, and I actually looked it up today, so if there's three seconds left and you're, da- and you're down three and you have the ball, your win probability is 3.8%. So I don't really find the last play to me, the way I view things, that relevant. Um, Andy did a really good breakdown on Triple Team, which he always does, uh, on the last play. And Sarah is doing amazing work this year and is just so fun to be around, by the way. I told Sarah yesterday, I was like, you know, you're really enjoyable. She goes, I'm an enjoyable person. I was like, oh, okay, you are. Um, She is. And uh, so... Yeah, I don't have many thoughts on that last play. It wasn't even in my notes. And then I, so I never finished that thought. Sorry, I'm kind of all over the map. Uh, when I, after a game, I write down my thoughts, stuff, and then I'll go read everybody because I think Andy and Tony and Sarah and Eric and, and Ryan do amazing work and, and 
And then our, uh, at utahjazz.com, we always have all the sound and all the great stories as well from the other Ryan. And, and so I'll go catch all that and see if someone's got a thought of something I didn't think of. My notes on last night's game were really, really incongruent to where everybody else's stories were last night. Maybe the most of any day all year. And I, I don't know why. So I, I find that. So the biggest thing to me about this game, and Ron really pointed this out while it was going on, was the second quarter. So Dallas is just not playing well. Dallas is not making shots. They're not playing well. They're not in a rhythm. They're not going. And we miss a bunch of opportunities to take the game from like 13 to 20. And I don't expect like you to win by 20 very often. But the Jazz had played this super gorgeous first quarter. And had really, er- had I thought had a chance to win the game in the second quarter last night. And didn't get it done. Now, somebody in the win probability world would probably tell me, I'm, I use that as my example, that I'm talking about maybe something that doesn't move win probability. I, I, I don't know. But as I watched the game and the flow of that game, that's what jumped out to me. Was that in the second quarter... You know, the Jazz are, are up 12 with 9.27 left. Beasley misses a three. Rudy Gay misses a three. We turn it over. All of these with a chance to take us up to 16. They score. They cut it down to eight. They uh, Dwight Powell comes in and kind of changes the game. And it's 10 points when Luka comes back. But they, particularly to open up the quarter, we're up 14, and the Mavericks have a wood turnover. They miss two free throws. They miss a jump shot. They miss another three-foot jump shot. They leave five straight empty possessions to open up the second quarter, and we'd only stretch the lead by two. Dinwiddie then scores, and then they have another three empty possessions, and we didn't score. We really got... Zero last night out of Walker Kessler and Rudy Gay, who came back into the rotation. And, you know, frankly, that's a bit interesting. I I think the Walker Kessler situation is going to get really difficult for Will Hardy here. Because what actually happened when Walker Kessler got sick is that Lowry Markinen played crazy well as a backup center. And the team played really, really well, I thought, with Lowry Marketing as a backup center. And we want Walker Kessler to play, and we want Walker Kessler to develop, but it last night, Lowry Marketing, I don't think, really plays backup center. Unless maybe he played it for a stretch of about <clears throat> two minutes in the second quarter. When Kessler goes out, Markinen plays with Linux, Sexton, Conley, uh, and Clarkson. And maybe he played it for about two minutes in the third quarter where he played with Gay, Horton Tucker, Beasley, and um, Sexton, Beasley, Gay, and Horton Tucker. 
for about, and we were minus two in that stretch. So it's not necessarily, I think that's like our answer, but it is something that worked really, really well. And if we're trying to get Walker Kessler 12 to 15 minutes a night, those are the minutes that would be played there by Larry Markin at the back of center. I, I, I think that's going to be, <clears throat> I think that's going to be hard. Like, and I think that's going to be a challenge moving forward. The same thing, like Rudy Gay, who's been pretty good at times this year, was decent on the boards last night, just didn't bring it to last night. And then somehow, Twaylon Horton Tucker, who's been super good recently, when Kessler and Gay came back, didn't vibe. So that group last night really led to an offensive slump that started. They didn't they didn't have a lot of momentum. And then frankly, though, they're all off the floor. We can, we can kind of characterize them playing poorly, but I thought that's where the missed opportunity was. And then the next group that comes back doesn't play very well. Then then the lead goes from 10 down to 2, but I'm not sure I put that on them. It's a 16-4 to run. It's run by Luka. Like, you, to beat the Mavericks, you have to beat them when Luka's not around. So the problem in last night's game is that you, you're up by 10, 12, 13. They give you empty possessions with Luka off the floor, and they end up plus two in that first stint where Luka's gone. Then Luka comes back. They go on a 16-4 to run. In the fourth quarter, Luca comes back out of the game. Luca's going out of the game. We open up the fourth quarter. It's Gay, Horton Tucker, Beasley, Clarkson, and Vanderbilt this time. Luca's out of the game. They go plus seven when Luca's out of the game. By the time Luca comes back in the game, the Mavericks are ahead. We're dead. Now, you don't want to play the five, five minutes against Luca playing from behind. So to me, when I analyzed this game and I wrote my notes, that that's what I had. Missed chances. And Luca's brilliant. Luca's totally incredible. He's amazing. He's awesome. <clears throat> but you have to beat the Mavericks when Luca's out. And we didn't do it. And so this is tricky because I don't I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus specifically for a loss. But my point is that while the the lot the negatives on the night are really, hey, the, the lineups that didn't play well are our main, that have the negatives are our main guys, right? Like in the late second quarter, it was Sexton, Conley, Olenek, Market, and Clarkson, Vanderbilt intermixing that were on the floor. <clears throat> and when we lost the lead, it was Sexton, Olenek, Clarkson, Vanderbilt, and I think Horton Tucker. And, but the problem is that Luca's on at that point. And when Luca's on, we're not really built to stop a Luca, nor is most of the NBA. So missed chances to me in the non-Luca minutes to stretch it out far enough so that you can absorb Luca is what cost the Jazz the game last night. The offense, totally brilliant, then went south. We'll talk about a little bit of what happened last night, some interesting little notes <clears throat> on that as well. Uh, Thursday edition of Locked on Jazz today is brought to you by my friends over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. The Hyundai lineup of cars are just outstanding. <clears throat> I told you the fun story yesterday about, or l- last week, I work out uh, over at Park City Gym, super group of people, and one of the women was walking out the other day, and she got into her palisade, and I said, oh, how do you like it? She's like, I adore it. They live in, like, the nicest part of the kind of, second home 
part of Park City where, like, the California, Texas, Florida have their, like, $6 million second homes. Like, she's, like, she's not kidding around. And she's like, I love this car. It's, like, totally fabulous. Um, my husband's, like, big into cars and stuff, and he has a Range Rover, but he always wants to drive uh, this because it's a nicer car. That sums up to me exactly what Hyundai is. It also sums up to me exactly what the Palisade is. It's an absolutely beautiful car. It checks all the boxes, all the Hyundais do. They give you all the bells, all the whistles, all the best features. And to boot, far less expensive. Yeah, admittedly, does not have the flash of some of the brands. But you get all the same stuff. And when it gets down to just driving, you're going to want to drive the Hyundai. So if you're in the market for a car, call. Uh, let me know at dlock 9 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com, and we will give you the opportunity to get your uh, Hyundai. I will set you up with a meeting, whether it's with Cameron or whether it's with Jake or whoever it is to give you the VIP experience over at Murdoch Hyundai in Linden, in Logan, or at 4646 South State Street. So please feel free to email me at dlock09 at gmail.com to get that experience. Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. 100% deposit match up to $100. The promo code locked on. Prize Picks is your daily fantasy fun, making it all the more enjoyable to watch and follow ballgames. Do you love their games? It's easy to play. Current entries make you choose how you're going to watch the night. You can pick two to five players, and they're going to score more or less than their prize picks projection, and you can win up to 10 times the money on your entries. No competing against other people, so it's just you against the projections. Prize picks any sport you can imagine. So if you've got an expertise somewhere, you know something the rest of the world doesn't, you can take advantage of that over at Prize Picks. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states. Download the Prize Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 10, 100%, 100%, 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So if you put in $78, how many are you getting back? How many of you put in 62? How many of you put in 100? As long as you use the promo code locked on to sign up, the instant deposit match will be there for you up to $100. Prize picks. The offense fell apart last night, which we have not seen um, a, a great deal. And uh, that was the first time that has happened uh, inside of a game. We've actually had some struggles. The uh, Coming into those two Memphis games, I had a bunch of notes. The three-point shooting had kind of left us. What happened last night was in the second quarter, we went 0 for 7 from 3, and in the fourth quarter, we went 0 for 4 from 3. So like suddenly, we actually didn't get threes. And Jason Kidd and the length of the Mavericks – interestingly, were able to do the exact same thing to the Jazz now as they did to them in the playoffs. If you remember in the playoffs, the story was these two high, high-volume three-point shooting teams, these two teams that denied three-point shots, and then Quinn Snyder's Jazz could not get three-point shots off against the Mavericks. And the Mavericks were still able to, because of Luka, were still able to get all these threes off against the Jazz. It was It was kind of a crazy... Stunning thing that we really, we could not get threes. We became incredibly off the bounce three dependent, even struggled on those on our switches. Last night, kind of the same thing happened. 
So some of this is you just got to give a lot of credit to the Mavericks. And actually, I do want to give a lot of credit to the Mavericks last night. To me, the Mavericks won last night more than the Jazz lost. And there's, and, and here's why. Reggie Bullock hit the three. Will Hardy had a super interesting comment the other day. When you're playing the greatest players in the world, you have to make a decision of how you're willing to lose. You would ideally not give up that corner three. But you know what? You got the ball out of Lucas' hands. You rotated to Dinwiddie. You made Dinwiddie. Make, they made one good pass there. You made them make another good pass. They had to make two good passes. And Bullock, who had not made a field goal all game long, had to hit the shot. Okay, if that's how you're going to lose, that's how you're going to lose. So give Dallas credit. That's how, There's a play. These are NBA games are not decided by as many points as we think. There's small, little margin plays here and there that change how NBA games come out. Three-point margin last night. So you can go probably find a collection of 12 plays that went, and, and seven of them went to the Mavericks, and five of them went to the Jazz. And Dwight Powell was a whole lot about it. So that's my second thing. Dwight Powell made every little play imaginable. What's interesting, I was talking to Isaac Harris of Lockdown Mavericks before the game. I'm like, why do you not want to play? Why is everyone trying to not play Dwight Powell? All my numerics have the Mavericks is really good unless you don't play Dwight Powell, and then you're not good. Dwight Powell played 19 minutes last night and was outstanding. Mike Conley had an open three, left side. Beautiful play by the Jazz. Absolutely outstanding. Dwight Powell is at the restricted line. And Conley's open for three. And Dwight Powell beelines a straight line right at Mike Conley with an incredible amount of effort. It's six foot eleven, outstretched, and alters the shot and forces him into a miss. These are the same plays the Jazz have been making to win games. It's it's out. Give them credit. This is exactly what. And the Jazz did them too. That's why the Jazz stayed in the game. There's, I, that's going to be the next point. So don't. Don't misunderstand here that I'm just giving the Mavericks credit and disparaging the Jazz. I think the exact opposite, actually. Rudy Gay is wide open in the left corner for a three. Wide open. Maxi Kleba closes out, but he closes out in a manner so that when Rudy Gay then kind of lets him fly by to sidestep for the open three, he controlled himself enough he still bothered the shot. That's an extra effort that won the game for Dallas. Obviously, Luka's unbelievable. Christian Wood played super well. He took advantage of Rudy Gay in the post and just moved him in there and laid it up at an eight-inch, six-inch taller and <clears throat> completely manhandled him. So they also made the plays, right, with talent. Dallas won this game, and they and they deserve a ton of credit. I, I just, <clears throat> I actually think Dallas, who's the storyline coming in, Dallas was three and three. No one was quite sure. They had this terrible loss to Oklahoma City. They'd lost some games they shouldn't have lost. No one's entirely sure who they are. I actually think last night's a really big win for Dallas. That was a team that looked like they were kind of understanding who they are playing together. Like Tim Hardaway's addition instead of Jalen Brunson possessions is a really big problem for them. They're not nearly as efficient. They're going to have to win different ways. And I think they kind of, that was big for them. So the Jazz end up with no three-point shots in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. And they lose by three. That's great. Now, what happened that the Jazz maybe didn't move it as much? Their passes, I think, have slumped down a little bit. That the zone, But take it for a second. We're taking the third most amount of threes in the league. We're somewhat dependent on that shot. At the same time, Will Hardy like professes in almost every presser recently, 
saying it's too hard in this league just to live as a jump shooter. Too hard just to live as a jump shooter. And so he wants Lowry cutting. He wants Malik Beasley cutting. He wants Colin Sexton cutting. Because you've got to get two or three other baskets a night. And last night, the Jazz completely lose the jump shooting and don't get blown out of the gym. This, to me, is actually another sign that this is a 500 or better team. That's kind of where I am right now. As constructed, this is actually feeling like a 500 or better team. And the way they're playing. Some interesting numbers on last night. We wanted to get in possession. We wanted to get in. At one point last night, we were averaging 1.6 points per transition and 0.8 points per possession in the half court. So we really needed to get out and run last night. We had a great offensive rebounding game last night. That's how you stay in games, even if you're not getting your threes. We had another decent shot distribution night. We had 31 shots at the rim and 30 shots for threes. So we were, my ideal shot distribution at this point in the NBA, I think is 35% shots at the rim, 45% of your shots at the threes. 20% 20% of your shots is mid-range. To me, that's kind of ideal. Dallas last night was 38 at the rim, 41 from three. That's that's actually better. Ideal is 40-40. I just don't think you can get anymore. Dallas was like perfect last night. 38% at the rim, 41% from three. That is 22% mid-range shots. That is, again, Dallas was like perfect on that. Give them great credit. We're having a hard time keeping people off the rim. We usually are able to deny the three. We were 35% threes. 39% of the rim. So if we're not getting the threes, we at least attack the rack. 39% of your shots at the rim is a lot. It's really hard to get over 35% in the rim these days. Mo- there's De- Milwaukee like is holding people under 30%. So that's great. We just didn't finish the rim last night. We are 18 to 31. That probably cost the game. It's also probably to their credit. We finished at 1.25 points per transition, which is right about league average. We were .9 points in the half court. Dallas does not run. They play in the half court, but they also didn't run well last night. Hopefully that's a sign of something Will Hardy's been talking about a lot, which is improved transition defense. We only allowed .77 points per transition defense last night. So a lot of, like, to me, I really just tipped my hat to Dallas last night. They, they, made, all the, they made all the little plays they had to make. Bullock hit that shot. We missed a shot or two. There was a sequence late where we, I think, got a look and didn't get one and didn't hit it. Um... And I, I was just super, I think they played with kind of the urgency a home team needs to play. And they stymied us. They got us out of what we wanted to do. We're not a good isolation team. We ran about 12 or 15 isolations last night that weren't great. Um, our half-court game was only okay. Our pick-and-roll game, by the way, is picking up. We started the year really, really badly in the pick-and-roll. We had, like, some .7s, some .8s. Some point sixes. We were really, really bad on the pick and roll. We're getting better at it, and we're killing switches right now. At least that's my eye. That's my eyeballs on that one. Is that we're killing switches on it? Um, and the one that is developing that while it didn't yield to marketing points last night, I thought yielded to our points last night. Is that we're beginning to see a Mike Conley Lowry marketing pick and roll. I think I talked about this on yesterday's show. They ran the same play five times in a row the other night. I found out yesterday before the game that was called by Will Hardy. That those five straight plays were all called by Will Hardy. So, super interesting. 
All right. Um, I want to build a little bit on what I said about small guards last night. Um, we usually do kind of a check around the league early in the week, and I didn't do that, and I thought I might just do a quick little check to kind of give you where teams sit in the league. So that's all uh, as we continue here on today's edition from Los Angeles of Locked on Jazz. Thanks so very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. Uh, I have a question. Do you guys all do numbers by athletes? So one thing I have to do, like, when I'm doing a show is – where mark down certain time stamp things and i had i don't have a pen or paper or i don't have a pen in front of me right now so i had to just remember 24 33 what's 24 33 to you guys so that's kobe larry bird right right in a, in youtube 24 33 how would you remember it 24 33 how would you remember it? every room number i do this with though my room number right now which i'm not about to tell you um, I don't need anybody showing up. Um, I didn't think you would. I got plenty of room, though. I got three yoga mats. I, we could have sleeping bags and a slumber party. Jet. Never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> God, I'm out there today. Oh, why do I do this show every day and reveal my soul? All right. Um, so Thurl was laughing at me last night. It's, you want the most uh, unusual experience you can have is being on the bus. Thurl sitting behind you. Uh... Thurl, list, knowing Thurl's listening to Lockdown Jazz, Thurl bursting out laughing, thinking to yourself, I don't think I said anything that was funny, which means he's laughing at me, and then having the big 6'11 arm of Thurl reaching over the ch- chair, grabbing your shoulder like this, tapping you, and saying, Lock, you're something else. I got no idea what it was. So... I hope you guys are enjoying this show. This is too many time zones, lack of sleep, super fun. Um, I talked about yesterday. I actually thought last night was really what I was talking about. Like, they went after Mike on, like, every possession, and Mike's great um, as much as they could. And it's just super, super hard. Um, I don't know what the final numbers came out to be last night. Um, the Jazz did, I thought, a wonderful job and a better job than I've seen in a long time of protecting Mike. But I I, I talked yesterday about how I, I really believe that the 6-1 guard is going to have a super, super hard time existing in the future of the NBA. And every it's like the number one thing I'm seeing every night right now. So um, I think that's what Thurl was laughing at me for being overly grandiose on that uh, or overly. um, But I I actually think it's true. Like I'm watching and I just think that this is the biggest trend in the league. Uh, Last night, Luca went three for five when guarded by Mike. Dinwiddie went one for three. So Mike did a hell of a job last night to battle on that. Uh, and Luca had five turnovers when guarded by Mike. I thought the Jazz did a wonderful job helping Mike out last night. Mike did a hell of a job. Too. Mike is playing really, really well. It's just super hard. Um, so that's my thought on that. All right, I wanted to take a quick second and just kind of check in on where um, the league is. And it's just really basic. Um, but there are... Some teams that maybe not everyone's taking note on how great they are. 
So Milwaukee's unbelievable. Their differential is plus 12. Phoenix is plus 11. Cleveland's plus 10 despite two overtime wins. Toronto's plus 8. Um, New Orleans is plus 5 or plus 6. And Dallas is plus 6. Those teams are all, those six teams of which the Jazz has have won a game against one of them, New Orleans, are playing considerably better than the rest of the NBA. On the negative side of things, interestingly, the Lake the, the Clippers, the Spurs, the Nets, the Rockets and the Pistons are all playing much worse than the Lakers for all the talk. There are the teams are really just not playing well. There's Sacramento, Orlando, Lakers, Clippers, San Antonio, Brooklyn, Houston, and Detroit. Okay. Offensively, there's two teams playing way better than everyone else in the NBA. Phoenix and Dallas. That makes last night feel pretty good. 103, 100 against teams playing way better than everybody else offensively. The league average is 112.3, which is really high. There are Four other teams that are four points or better than league average, which is notable. That is offensively. That is Memphis, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Toronto, and Indiana. Huh. And we've, you know, interesting to see those names, right? Dallas, Memphis, New Orleans are all teams we've played. Our defense has been taxed. The teams that really are just not defending or not cannot score right now are the Lakers and Clippers. At a, a four, five points worse than everyone else in the NBA. Be interesting to see if the Jazz can shut them down too. The Clippers and Lakers literally just cannot score. Defensively, league average is 112.3. Milwaukee is four and a half points better than the rest of the NBA. I stumbled on something the other night, and I mentioned it offhand and then went back to research it. It used to be in this league that you had to decide whether you were going to allow someone to shoot at the rim or threes. And Milwaukee was the team that had decided they were never allowing anyone to get to the rim. And they still are. They're the fifth best. But they're now the second best at denying threes. And they're the best at denying corner threes. If Milwaukee has really figured out a way to stop the rim and stop threes and stop corner threes, this is going to be a whitewash. Early indicator here, Milwaukee, not just because they're 7-0, but statistical indicators are so much better than everyone else in the NBA right now, it might be scary. Milwaukee is allowing 101.3 points per game, or per 100 possessions. The next best in the league is 105.6, which is the Lakers. There are three teams defensively that are just way better than the rest. There are two, wait, there's one team in the NBA that's so much better than everybody else defensively right now, it's crazy, that's Milwaukee. The next two are the Lakers and Cleveland. They're considerably better than everyone else in the league defensively. The teams are just not defending a lick. Again, 112 is the number. Anybody over like 116, 117. Denver, San Antonio, Memphis, Indiana, Brooklyn, and Detroit. All right. Hope you like that. That is Locked on Jazz today. Have a great one. Thanks very much for listening. And make sure you make Locked on Jazz your first listen every day. And Locked on Sports today, your second listen. Have a great one. Talk to you soon.